This is exactly right. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Hello, my friend Karen. Hi. How are you? Well, I'm good. I just got back from a trip to Hawaii. No brag. You went to Hawaii? I went to, may I pronounce it correctly, Hawaii, the island of Kauai. I don't know if that's actually how you pronounce it. Uh, but I thought of you on my ride home. It was a very fast trip. I, it was it was lovely, and that's my favorite place, and all these things. But so I was dreading the flight home anyway. But I also hate. I just I hate the in between. Like I like to be home, or I like to be in the place I'm going. But that in between, I have to shut down. I just have to not be available. Yeah, really to my fellow man. That's the only way I get through it. Because like yeah, that, right. That's a problem. It's so when- easy. Every with stand up, I can't. The actual flights, I can't. You gotta. We're too sensitive, you and I. We're like other people affect us. I will have one comment from one person, and Mm -hmm. I'll be furious for four hours. It's craziness. So that's the mode I was in. Mm -hmm. But there was a super cute boy in the seat next to me on the ride home, where I was like, "It's too bad you're not a friendlier person. You should be." You, sh- you could even say one word to this person. Yeah. But he's super, super cute. In the world. And I kept thinking, like, why is he so cute and friendly? Like, at one point, his um, AirPod thing was sitting in the counter between us. And I went, is that yours? Because I thought maybe it was mine and I had left it there. Uh-huh. And he went, oh, sorry, and grabbed it. And, like, when's the last time you see a man act like that? Yeah, he was like, yeah. I'm sorry to have my shit near your stuff. Where I was like, oh, I didn't mean it that way. But I didn't even say that. I just went back to my... I was like, don't break out of the pod. Yeah. When we land, him and his friend across, who looked very familiar, take down skateboards. Oh. And then when we, and then people were talking to them about the skateboards. And then I'm like, of course, they're professional skateboarders. That's why they have that vibe about and them. And I'm trying to think what was going on in Hawaii. I don't on know. On the island of Kauai. They could have been on vacation and just brought their boards It with could them. have, maybe, but those, I mean, if usually that means someone's got a camera and they're working. Where Did they have right? Red Bull hats on? I need to know if I, I can start the guessing. Guys, <laughs> the guy sitting next to me had like a cowboy hat on, but it felt like he was doing it sarcastically. Sure, sure, that happens. Leisure wear. And, and, the, 
And then the guy, and then here's what I loved. I think they were with, it wasn't just the two of them. I think they were with other people, but they took their skateboards down that were like zip tied together. They were like specifically kind of like made into baggage, I think. Yeah. That's... They cut the zip ties. And as we were, because the Hawaiian, this is very boring, but the Hawaiian gate in LAX is like five miles away from everything else. You literally have to walk for 20 minutes to get out to where Hawaiian is. And as we were walking back, they skateboarded by in the in the airport airport like yeah, walking anyone in. that's an amateur doesn't have the confidence like me to actually yeah. skate in the airport i see it no in way. video pros do it because then they can just flash their i'm a professional skateboarder card <laughs> yes that's what that's what to me locked it down that they were serious because also they had to basically skate through people which only i think the highest level skaters are good at like you, you mess that up once, and yeah. I think you don't go back. Terrific, right? yeah, yeah, totally terrific. Terrific. No, terrific I'm saying this is terrific observed. information. Did the guy with the cowboy hat have face tattoos? No, okay. they looked. Um, there was a kind of he looked young and old at the same time. Sure. The guy sitting next to me. Do you have long hair? They were, no. Okay. Clean cut looking. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Uh, we'll have to look yeah. it up. It was. I was thrilled. And also, here's the best part. <laughs> Uh, my stuff, we were the first seats. So my stuff was behind me. And there were some people behind us that were like, had a kind of anti-mask vibe to them where they were kind of being argumentative when we first sure. got on the flight. They're always in the back, yeah. Yeah, so I looked and I was like, I have to get off first, but my suitcase is here and then my purse is like one down. So, and then I tried to say that to the man who literally was like, one inch from my face because he wanted to get off and he j was just going to push through my person, yeah. apparently. And the skateboarder, I'll call him the skateboarder, goes, where's your stuff? I'll get it. It was like yep. he heard me trying to communicate with this old man who was not hearing me and didn't care. And then he just got it done for me. Like he was everything I wanted him to yep, be. That's that's skateboarders for you. There's a <laughs> sense of community. They look out for other people. They do. It's not the early 90s anymore. No. They're and they, I think they're excited to be making a living at the th the hobby they love to do so they have that good energy out in the world. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. And they know it only lasts like 5 years. Yeah. So they enjoy it while <laughs> So they're going to make the most yeah. of it while they can. Yeah, he'll have two blown out knees come 2027. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't mean to wish that on his cowboy wearing hat. No. Cowboy wearing hat ass. <laughs> uh, well, I yeah, it, I'll 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 figure out who it was. When you said cowboy hat, I was thinking this Lockwood guy or Braden Safransky. I don't know. There's people that wear wide brimmed hats. Not necessarily. If it's a full on cowboy hat, boy, you got me. I'm not sure. I'm not. But sure. But that could have been like his island hat that he just was not right. ready to let go. Right. Of yet. Right. We all wear island because wear. Yeah. He had a little bit of a red hair. Uh, tan, red-haired person, rare. Okay. But he would still need that sunshade, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, as we all do in Hawaii. I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Great. And find and you, you his do, phone number. <laughs> so I can text him. <laughs> yeah. Remember me? I'm very... But now we should introduce our guest, yes, don't you think? Of course. One of my favorite people on and mm -hmm. off stage, 
<laughs> we share the same manager. We're related in that we both started in the wonderful city of Austin, Texas. You know her from right. clubs as well as so many colleges. So many colleges all over the country. <laughs> Every, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Maggie May. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! It's me! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> Just that rootin' tootin'. Oh, Yeah. You got to give a little more on Zoom so people really know. Like, if I was just sitting here smiling, Maggie, you you might not know how excited I was. So I have to I have to do some finger guns for you. I feel very welcome with that. Yeah, okay, good. it's mostly for the guests. But when you're gesticulating, it also affects, uh, you know, your enthusiasm. And even though you can't see it, uh, Karen and I are always wildly throwing our hands about and doing. It just kind of rocking our shoulders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're all bobbing energy. our shoulders right now, and we always feels do. good. It does feel good. It feels good to be part of something. Right? A team, a shoulder team. <laughs> we look good on Zoom doing it, too. Yeah. It makes sense. We could be fly girls or something. <laughs> Maggie, wait. Maggie. You go ahead, Karen. I was just, thank you, Chris. <laughs> I was just going to say, Maggie, I feel like the last time I saw you was when we were at the All Jane Comedy Festival in Portland. What was it, eight years ago or... It has to have been I, something like that. I don't think I've seen you in person since that time. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So yeah. nice to see you again. You too. <laughs> it's always hard because I'm like, now that we're coming back out of things, I'll see people and be like, I haven't seen you in forever. Where have... And then I remember that like, <laughs> we all haven't yeah. seen each other in forever. And like, yeah. that's kind of... Yeah. I mean, we never did get to see each other like every day or anything like that. So then, you know, it just feels like longer. Yeah, and every time I see someone, I'm like, I haven't seen you in three years with an accusatory tone. <laughs> why Why have Where you have been hiding you from been? me? Oh, I forgot about the world. Oh, For the a, disease, the disease hid you from it's me. A great, it's a great sign. We don't immediately think of the disease. See, it's not, it's, it's slipping our minds now. We're back to, we're back to uh, blaming people. It's great. It's a good sign. <laughs> It's a it's a healthy sign. Maggie, how was your quarantine overall? Not bad. It wasn't really bad. I'm an introvert and, you know, I worked from home a lot anyway. And so it was just, I caught up on a bunch of Netflix shows. I mean, it had its like, its ups and downs, but yeah. like, I just, just got real weird and got real comfortable with it yeah. and just was like, I'd wake up at like two in the morning and start my day and then go to sleep at like 4 p.m. and then wake up at midnight and just like, and I liked that it was, and I really acknowledged that it was nuts at the time. I was like, this is not, this is not a sustainable model. Like this is not what sane people do in their lives. And I know there's an end to this, but it was fun. I was like, oh, it's fun to kind of be crazy and just be eating breakfast at 3 a.m. and just (laughs) Yeah, I knew you'd say that because you and I were checking in weekly because our manager, Jessica, was doing, we were doing those Zoom shows and we all were hanging out and talking even when no one else was meeting, like, uh, yeah. with our masks and going to that uh, stage. And uh, so I knew you were, I, I knew you were thriving. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I did the same thing. I, I did a lot of waking up at 3 a.m. and going, oh, well, let's just, let's watch some TV. Let's go with this. And yeah. same thing of, uh, at the beginning of quarantine, I just said to myself, this is going to get weird. You've never done it. No one's ever done anything like this before. So 
there's no rules. And as weird as things get, you're fine. Like it'll go back eventually. But like, so then I would get up and I was also telling myself, did you ever hear that like Ben Franklin used to get up at 3.30 in the morning and that's when he would write and had all his like invention ideas and stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. So I was telling myself like, uh, this is some real Ben Franklin shit that I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. It would have been some Ben Franklin shit for me if I wasn't waking up at three in the morning to watch guys' grocery games for the <laughs> like, <laughs> sixth week in a row. <laughs> I was like, let's go start our day and be productive. Let's see what they're doing over at Flavortown Market. <laughs> uh, there's an actual Flavortown restaurant in Uni- Universal City now. So it comes up on my Postmates where I'm like, I could have anything on the Guy Fieri menu delivered to my house if I wanted to. I am so close to Universal City. <laughs> I'm, I have half a mind to go run down there and pick up a, a chicken cluck or whatever he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I watched all the shows that Guy Fieri hosted. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Chance yeah, of a Lifetime. I watched all of that. What was Chance of a Lifetime? So he handed over keys to a new Chicken Guy franchise. <laughs> So he's having a Chicken Guy franchise. He had six people come up and do like a two-week-long job interview where they had to like, you know, do all these little crazy events and get judged by Hunter and stuff. His son was part of it. And um, they gave the the restaurant to the guy who obviously was going to win like the whole time. <laughs> there was like one great candidate and a bunch of like, you know, if if... If a, if a miracle happens, one of y'all can win, but it's probably going to be Kevin. How did you know it was him? Because the guy was wearing a flaming Spider-Man uh, silk button-up or something? <laughs> He's like, what's up, brother? I think we're of a like mind, and I could open the hell out of this restaurant like you would. How's your bookkeeping? Mine's okay. Yeah, we've reached a point where... Everyone used to talk shit about Guy Fieri. Did every did Shane Torres open everyone's eyes to what a yeah, decent person yeah. he is, like helping people start restaurants? And it's like, okay, I just because I don't like his style. He's in right. the, yeah, he's probably a super nice guy. See, I was never on that bandwagon, and I was a big fan of ska, so I was like, hell yeah, wear that bowling <laughs> shirt. <laughs> oh, you look cool. <laughs> Let's get those frosted tips over here. I I never realized till right now. Yeah, he just looks like the lead singer of Goldfinger. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a skanking guy. He's a ska guy. Yeah. I well, then I would love to brag right now that he lives up near my hometown in Northern California, and he used to have a restaurant in Petaluma called Johnny Garlic's that was very popular Johnny for a long Garlic. time. That's so yes. perfect. Super popular. <laughs> and then he, everyone up there knows he's a great guy because that's the one celebrity you can talk about. And people are like, I've met him. He's great. He's so nice. He's down to earth. Mm-hmm. And I saw him once on the street on Halloween when my niece, who is now a freshman in high school, but at the time was like three years old or four years old. And the downtown of Petaluma used to do a thing on Halloween during the day where little you could take the little kids to stores. So it was like they got to trick or treat in a very like kind of safe and, you know, structured environment and no weirdos, no razor blades. And (laughs) I saw, (laughs) I saw Guy Fieri with his, I'm sorry, Guy Fieri with his, (laughs) uh, I think his kid at the time also uh, trick-or-treating and everybody was trying to be cool. Like everybody was trying not to look and just act like he's our neighbor. Everything's fine. But 
we were all thrilled. Well, knowing Guy, it probably wasn't his kid. He's just mentoring or doing a Big Brother's Big Sisters <laughs> program thing. He's just an outreach. He's a young chef. Yeah, yeah. He's promi- <laughs> that kid probably has a lucrative uh, food truck on a bicycle now. <laughs> See here, kid, you could reduce this snicker down to a gastric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So wait, sorry. The, Johnny Garlic. So, <laughs> Johnny Garlic's. Everyone'd be like, it's great. You have to go there. You have to try it. Until the owner but, comes up and whispers in your face, How are you enjoying everything? <laughs> oh, Johnny Garlic. <laughs> Although, wouldn't your breath counterbalance yeah, it they going just, back at him? They just clash in midair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the only smell that you can smell. But uh, diners. Dives and drive-throughs, right? Yeah, some combination of those words. It's something in there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They that one I really loved because I really like, and I don't want (laughs) to steal Shane Torres's bit, but um, I do feel like that idea of like there are these places, especially where I'm from, where people like will go there once a week because the food is so good. But it really there's a place there's a there's a place in Petaluma and they sell amazing hot dogs, but it's in a an auction yard for livestock. So you literally are driving in and like <laughs> behind it, there's just cows and sheep waiting to be bought and slaughtered. And then, but you can walk into like the front office area and get the best hot dog <laughs> around. So like, I really, I'm very much a believer in that idea of like the little hidden places that people actually yeah. love. Yeah, the hidden gems. But what kind of gets me on those is like, they will just show you how they make their thing. Yeah, they will, and it's a it's a a base recipe and everything like that. But there are some Mexican food restaurants in my hometown that if they showed the base recipe for like their queso recipe, that would be my queso recipe. I would never need to go back. You know, like I'm I'm real close to figuring some stuff out, Mm. and you know, like I don't want. Triple D to go on and like ruin their business from me because <laughs> right I I will fast forward and pause as long as I need to I'll measure what looks like a fourth of a cup just getting it real close to the TV and just start measuring I mean are you from Austin or from another town in Texas from South Texas Oh okay yeah and so you do you know of anywhere in LA that does the Tex Mex thing properly like a bullet. It was such a staple of my diet, uh, just having a bowl of melted cheese one time a week. (laughs) And I didn't realize it was specific to Austin, really. Yeah. Uh, South Texas does that, too, the Tex-Mex. I haven't found a place here that does queso. Yeah. Um, There is a place. I like Paquito Mas because they serve the food similar to Tex-Mex. Right. Like, I'm a huge... If I'm going to eat Mexican food, it has to be refried beans. Yeah. You can't just put, like, a handful of loose beans loose on beans. my plate. <laughs> just the spilling, refried beans. Just spilling no one, out of a book bag. No just one wants a bunch of wet beans. <laughs> separate, separate wet beans. They're scattered no. everywhere. They're like, yeah. you want some of this? No. Yes. Uh, sprinkled bean. Get your beans together, sir. Wait, have you had the the queso burrito at Paquito Moss where they stick the the queso was poured inside? I have not had that yet. I keep getting the bowls. Queso burrito? Yeah. It's real good. But I think it truly is like 4,000 calories. I mean, 
it's pretty just a commitment. You just got to make a commitment for one day. Like, I'm going to have this Paquito Mass burrito yeah. and walk home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Burn some of it off, but I'm Try doing it. Try to counter. It. Yes, right. exactly. <laughs> Plan ahead. The one thing that day on your Google calendar is... <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's Burrito Wednesday. Oh, I got it. Sorry, I got to do some stretching. It's Burrito Wednesday. And tomorrow I send an email. <laughs> yeah. Queso is a miracle dish, though. It's amazing. It really is. It really is. And if you can find someone that makes it just like, oh, I mean, the place near my home, in my hometown, actually, uh, Los Asados, you could just feel it. Trickling <laughs> down your throat and just coating your whole throat like a warm shawl, like a nice <laughs> hug. And you're like, this is hardening an artery and I'm cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> There's other arteries. There's other yeah. t- <laughs> Do you see what science is doing these days? I'll get a pig artery if I need to. So <laughs> reading this now. When did when did you start in Austin then? You were you were there when I had already left. I keep I just went back enough to where I got to know you on visits, but maybe uh, I started in 2009. Yeah, I was I had already established residency here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in residence here? Yeah, yeah. In I have, LA? I have a residency at uh in tenure. Uh oh. <laughs> In both Echo Park and Austin, I have a residency. Yeah, Chris Fairbanks is the you're the Elton John of Echo Park. I would say. Oh yeah, residency is where you perform somewhere for a whole month or something. I've done <laughs> <Yeah>. that too. <laughs> sure. I yeah, I had a residency at Tiger Lily, I think. <laughs> yeah, and I have tenure. Is that in Austin? No, it, that was a show here. It was bad. It was it. Pre pre your arrival, I like to reference things long since forgotten. I like um, Maggie. We got an inf- information sheet on you, and it was just like things you do and whatever. And then at the bottom, it says Maggie really likes candy. That's <laughs> the time. <laughs> Remember where? Whenever it was that you you kept going on about nerds rope, Karen. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, I've. Don't know that I've ever heard it. I think I pretended to be like, oh, I love a nerd's rope because I was on board with the nerd's candy. But I lied to you. I'm admitting that now. Not a day or two later, we had some kind of a candy themed Zoom show and you (laughs) and Maggie gave me a nerd's rope. It was just (gasps) days later. And I'm like, hey, I've been hearing about these things. And they're, yeah, you weren't they're lying. They're kind of amazing. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's everything. All the need. textures. It's every, it's a texture of kind of every kind of uh, sour candy. Yeah. But then a newness that, that I appreciate. Yeah. It's, it's, I feel like the nerds on a nerd rope are, uh, have a more of a, a mouthfeel to them because mm-hmm. they have to like compete with the, with the rope. Uh, but Karen, have you have you fucked with uh, the nerds gummy clusters? <laughs> gummy clusters, yeah. gummy yes. clusters. You just yes. like them because they're stuck together. It's the same as this bean situation. No, you don't like <laughs> loose ass nerds. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> what did you he say? Loose ass nerds. <laughs> <laughs> you know these nerds strewn about. <laughs> You don't want nerds just going everywhere. You'll never be able to get them back up. You, they're hard to vacuum. You need them on a, a rope or in a cluster. Yeah, and when you're yeah. in the box, it's like, yeah, ooh, you can get crazy and mix these two nerds <laughs> together. But on a rope or with this gummy cluster I haven't seen yet, 
You got uh, probably 10 different nerd varieties in one mouth bite. See, the gummy cluster is like the perfect bite yeah. of a nerd rope. Yeah. Because sometimes when you try to eat the nerd rope, you pull the rope apart and then the the the, the, the nerds, nerds just go flying. Get strewn about. Yes, they do. In an irritating <laughs> the nerds way. nerds get loosed. And plus, <laughs> when you're dealing with a length of rope like that, there's a lot of pressure. It's not like you can slide it back into its sheath and, no. and it comes with a Ziploc. Like, it means you eat this whole rope today. And... And you should probably eat it in the backyard. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> they're just going to get all over the place. Yeah, you got to go out <laughs> out by a barn or something where yeah. no one can see you. <laughs> but not on my good couch. Yeah. <laughs> you stay out of that no. room. And when someone sees you go out to the back house with a length of any kind of rope, they think you're about to off yourself. Yes. Maybe I'm you going have- out on a limb there. <laughs> Are you about to deliciously kill yourself? Yeah. <laughs> it's the darkest. I'm about to use murder myself in flavor. I'm going to need the afternoon. Confuse and delight. <laughs> Bite them loose. Bite them down. <laughs> Bite them down. <laughs> there's a there's another one that I just tried, and truly, it's this thing where sometimes I'll just walk down that aisle. Most of the time, I try to stay out of that aisle, like it wherever Walgreens or CVS. But sometimes you go down there and they're just like, oh, no, no, we've come up with another one. Come over, come (laughs) come and see, you know? And so there's one, and I can't, I think this is in the Sweet Tarts family because you know how Sweet Tarts that now make a licorice, which is the greatest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, The texture alone, it it really seems like you're eating a Hello Kitty eraser, which Mm -hmm. is my lifelong dream. Yes. Um, Now they have, I can't even explain it, it's like there's sweet, I can't remember their sweet heart clusters or something, but you bite into it. I can't, you just have to buy them. I can't explain it. It's like a little. Like a gusher? Thing, or it, like it's got something in there? No, there's okay, nothing inside. Okay. It's empty inside. So it's hard to explain because there's not a lot to describe, except for this sensation is so like interestingly strange. Mm. It's like they're they know that, those candy people must be doing lots of studies where they're like, it's not just about a good taste. There's also needs to be some kind of like consistency in your mouth that's interesting. That's Crunch is like a necessary sensation or whatever to like the human brain. Yes. Yeah, it's it's funny that we all are taught as young people that candy is made in a laboratory with a bunch of people with lab coats and they, the fla- like, how do you put this flavor into... I thought more about that than so many more important advances in technology and the <laughs> medical field. I just think of, yeah, lab, te- like, lab technicians making candy. And why can't they get banana right? It yeah. just doesn't taste anything uh, like an actual banana. Especially when it comes to runts. I mean, all those are the exact crunchiness you need to. Then you get to the banana. I guess they were trying to keep, because the banana's long and they don't want it to break. They want full banana, but at at the price of you busting a tooth open. Uh, banana runs <laughs> are always too hard. They've always been the worst. It's just get rid of them. Sorry, it, it's a size problem. It's a shape problem. No more banana runs. You get runs. it at a wrong angle. It just goes right into your mouth. Oh. <laughs> Under your gum. It's painful, yeah. It You're like, ow, but mm, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I'm not against it, but I'm also in serious pain. <laughs> I I always really loved runts because I like things 
that are the shape of the thing of the flavor they are, which is a weird, but like yeah. I've gotten lip glosses because they're shaped like a che- an actual cherry that you unscrew and then the lip gloss is on the inside. Yeah. Have you ever seen yeah. things like that? So like when Runs Many first shirts. came out, I was like, thank you. It's strawberry shaped. I know which one I'm having right now. Right. And Not it's, just by the color. And it's a miniature version of fruit, which, you know, I hit it for so many years, but I've been very outspoken about how I enjoy miniatures. And if I could put that shit in my mouth, oh, yeah, yeah. And bite it like it's a tiny apple. Like <laughs> pretend I'm a little, uh, you know, a giant eating an apple. I actually try to turn it into an apple core. I mean, stop Could it. You, stop it. Right stop now. it. Just stop. Get, I hope what, my dolls eat them. have a slightly larger than necessary banana yeah yeah (laughs) eat this lime (laughs) come on G.I. Joe (laughs) (laughs) so Maggie what would your say top three candies across the candy spectrum be like if it was Halloween (sighs) okay Um, take your time so I'm a huge gummy fan but the the more things go, the more I'm kind of grossed out at the idea of anything with gelatin in it. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Oof. And there are, yeah, I was at Dezo when they had some some gummies yeah. and it was like gelatin, parentheses, yeah. pig. And I was like, they're really just letting you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't ever say you didn't yeah. know because they're just letting you know. It's the reason but, I stopped um, eating paste. Because <laughs> that's all horse. Yeah, all yeah. Horse. Elmer. Elmer's is all hoof, baby. <laughs> I love a good gummy. I like a good, um, like a gummy worm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like those. Uh, Haribo has some really good Haribo. rainbow gummy worms. I'm all about it. Um, the number one candy, though, has to be a bulk Haribo letter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, the ones where you go to those candy stores and you like shovel the ones that, because they have them in a peg bag, but they're little. But the ones that you go and shovel them in, yeah. they're like, you know, pretty big. They're like finger length. And, and yeah. you said bulk Haribo leather? Letter. Yeah. Letter. Oh, letter. I thought you meant like fruit. I like some bulk Haribo chaps. Uh, yeah. Eat them oh. when you're done with them. <laughs> some straw. <laughs> Chew as much off as I'll have your good for your modesty. Yeah, your <laughs> strawberry assless. Assless edible chaps. Yes. They weren't going to be assless, but they're delicious. <laughs> we can make them assless. Uh, All chaps those- are assless, by the way. The, fir- <laughs> the first, um, good point. The first <laughs> time I went to a candy store like that uh, was in the early 90s at Stonestown, the mall in San Francisco. And um, we were incredibly stoned and we walked in and it was just like in these, you know, bins and tubes of every gummy, every anything that you would want. And we took our bags and we were going around and filling the bag. And oh my God, there's this kind. And I love a gummy peach. I love a sour ball. Mm. They had every everything. And then I got up to the counter and it cost me like $25. And I was just like, I was super broke. You know, I had like a, a minimum wage job. And I was just like, oh, like it, I, for some reason it was like, oh, I like all this. So I'm going to fill my bag. And it's like, right. And this shit is $10 a pound or whatever. Like you're not just getting it. It's not just going to cost you 75 cents. Like you're at the drugstores. It was a rude awakening. That's the thing. They They just really rely on that nostalgia. Of like, 
oh, shoot, gummy rings? I haven't seen a gummy ring. And I'm, oh, I like gummy rings. <laughs> and then, like, I mean, nobody is ever picking anything out and knows what size it is. <laughs> yes. It's like a weed dealer, like, this is an eighth of gummy bears. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Give me I mean, four ounces of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that night, actually, the night you gave everyone candy at the Zoom thing, I, I, I kept a ring. You gave me a ring pop. And I kept that for a while. That's because I was, my my parents got me really uh, paranoid about cavities. I I think more than other parents did. Like I'd have my Halloween candy all year, and then I'd I'd save it for a special occasion and eat it while listening to music and dancing in my room. And then I'd hide it. Aww. I'd stash it. Oh, I don't wait. It was a weird routine uh, of dancing and listening uh, to the Cure or something. But I, but I still do it a little bit. I kept that ring pop for a while. And then I needed it one day. <laughs> Had a stressful day. Got some bad emails. I locked my door. I turned on some OMD. Hell, and I sucked yes. that thing dry. I sucked it all the way to the plastic uh, little nubbin. Hell yeah. And also, ring pop, the candy itself, I find you don't usually get such a quality candy when it's a novelty item like that. Yeah. Like, you know, if yes. they're trying to make it a shape or a thing, then they actually can't. Like, candy cigarettes, yeah. which we absolutely used to buy and pretend to smoke. We always right. thought cars going by thought we were smoking, which we thought was really cool. <laughs> but the, when you actually got to, like, the gum or the hard candy on the inside, it was disgusting. Yeah. It was just, yeah. like, just you, it was, felt like a mistake. Ring pop candy is some of the best hard candy there is. Yeah, there is because yeah. it's hard. Like that's why those those runts. I bring those up again. Those goddamn bananas made me mad one time. <laughs> I uh, I made these. I was trying to get art illustration work, uh, and I just made all these samples of my art in a little fold out thing that was the size of a CD jewel case. Because I'm like, what can I hand out that's a miniature booklet portfolio to and so I had all the samples in the foldout, but then there was this empty CD thing. So I randomly, but then it was like this tops made a CD sized piece of bubble gum. And I ordered a bunch of them and they were all broken in half. Like imagine yeah. a CD sized piece of gum, a compact disc of gum. Of course, they're going to make it too hard and crumbly. So half of them were broken, but I put them in there. And then when I handed them out, everyone thought, at the time, I mean, this was the early 2000s, so they're like, ooh, uh, a DVD-ROM of your art. Like, they <laughs> thought I was all high-tech, and I'm like, no, open it up, and it would just be a broken piece of gum. <laughs> so I I went to this trade show, and I was handing all these out, and all these guys were like, oh, gum, and they just instinctively put it in their mouth and then bit down on it, and there's a loud crunch, and they'd spit it in their hand. It kind of ended up backfiring, but it made me more memorable. <laughs> <laughs> and I did get a lot of work for like years just from that one like illustration. Oh, smart. Yeah, it was an accidental thing. I'm like, wow, my tooth hurts. Oh, yeah. We need an illustrator for that. <laughs> oh, that guy. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> the guy that actually is responsible yeah. for this broken molar. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a weird thing that worked, but yeah. yeah. I love that old gum, like baseball card gum or whatever, where you would try to chew it and then truly after like six minutes, it just, you know, even if you could get it going as gum, it would just start crumbling. Like it, it's almost like it was so cheap. They didn't put in actual gum. 
You know, it's like there's powder and there's other <laughs> shit in there. But like they, they weren't going to splurge on the thing that makes gum gum. Right. They just yeah. left it out. Yeah. The same with... Like, listen, kid, take your baseball card. <laughs> get out of here. You got plenty with your card. <laughs> and then they double... Uh, like, I can't believe they... I bet they still make it. There was, speaking of baseball and gum, Big League Chew Hell yeah. was mm-hmm. shredded gum... Did. And they even had a caricature on the front. Like, it was like, hey, do you want to chew tobacco like your uncle? Well, here's tobacco for kids. I That was should have been yeah. downright illegal. The fact that it was marketing, and I know that's why later in life I tried Copenhagen in school. It was because of the great <laughs> experience I had with the gum version. It's It's up there with candy cigarettes as far as just a bad idea for the youth. I know I get political sometimes. But it was, um, no, you have to express yourself. But it was good gum. That's the difference. Is that yeah. was like the 80s remix yeah. where the gum quality, like you could, <laughs> I feel like we were, we paid so much attention to candy growing up because we had a corner store and that would be like the thing we did every day after school. So we'd just get other people in the neighborhood or whatever, whoever wanted to, or it was like, should we walk to Aegis's? And then we had, it was like a mile there and a mile back. So, anything that was new, if they had it, we would get it. So we would buy candy that'd be like Violet Crumble, which is an Australian candy bar that some for some reason, our little local store started ordering. So then we're, we're, we would order it and it was basically like honeycomb candy. And it was a little bit like more for adults, I think, but we got it anyway because we were just like, we have to know what every candy is. You know, yeah. we were just like connoisseurs. And when Big League Chew came out, it was almost like, well, I'm not a professional baseball player, but I have to try this gum. <laughs> I need to be in on this. I wonder what the line was of like, candy cigarettes are bad for inhalation. We need to start letting our kids know there's a healthier gum candy alternative <laughs> yeah, for them to... Yeah, it it's still reminds you of another way to get cancer. I actually would put <laughs> Big League Chew in my lip and, yes. pr- and spit. Like, it was... I. It's all coming back to me now. It was very dangerous, very dangerous idea for kids. It was a, a, a gateway gum for sure. <laughs> it's the gateway gateway east gum. What about Toffee Faye? Remember, oh, you guys are too, I think you're too young. To, I remember com- Toffee Faye. Do you? When they were, the yes. commercial was Toffee Faye is too good for kids, but it's not too good for you. That was the commercial. And so it'd be like, yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's such a, like, 80s thing of, like, hey, fuck you, kid, but also you might be able to get this, maybe. Like, and then you're like, I have to have that. <laughs> I have to have that. So it'd be, like, uh, grandparents passing around this candy, and they pass it over the kid's head. Oh. And then it's, like, at the end, they're like, you can have one. Oh, really? And it wasn't the best candy, but you wanted to eat it because you weren't supposed to. So it's it's higher quality. It's, like, Werther's, we all know, is for the older folks. There's candies yeah. marketed towards... The older people. There's also yeah. I can't remember what that was. It a dove, so, like where it's like sensual and it shows waves of sexy chocolate, and it was almost like pornographic. Those ads. Yeah, oh, they got little messages in them too. Really? You're gonna find yeah. love soon. Yeah, Person or like over reach 20. the sky. Just something, you know, something woo woo, something Lululemon. It's just like a wishes. A dream of your heart or something. Like, it's <laughs> nothing. Big. It's like, why are you even 
writing this in here. Put a you're snapple just, fact. Sh- you're just shoving four in your mouth at a time. Just like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, all, my, all my dreams are going to come true. I mean, look, good. no one's ever truly enjoyed a fortune cookie. I'm sorry. we, But we all eat them because we want to find out, you know, about the next fiscal year or love around the corner. <laughs> There's What's my future? People, I, Tell me, blandest cookie yeah. on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely not any flavor in your future, but <laughs> yeah, I, I, I. That's the only I believe in fortune cookies. Like I, it's so funny that I actually I have to read them, and I feel like you can't read it without eating the cookie. I still believe that as an adult. What the hell? Who trained me? Wait, have you ever gotten one of those fortune cookies where it's like? crumbled and you can see the fortune in it already but the cookie is already crumbled around it oh that's always a bad omen i don't know if those cookies have authority though yeah no that's yeah that seems like a bad yeah a bad that's thing. you don't even want to read that fortune that's that's bad that's you a bad will die no in joke. three hours yeah they you know it's like <laughs> yeah it's basically like uh just slide that cookie to someone yeah, else yeah it's like that uh vhs tape in the ring you just want you gotta pass that on <laughs> just stay away yeah i actually got a fortune cookie one time when we lived in sacramento and that so i was in college or around college age probably flunking out of college at the time things were a little dark anyway and i got a fortune that said it was something immediately I like remembered it for a long time, but it said something along the lines of he may love you, but he does not love you very much. And I, everybody else is like, you know, got the real generalized ones that you've seen all your life. And I was just sitting there like, did someone hand write this to me? Like, what in the fuck? It was, it was harsh and kind of hilarious where it's like, all right, oh. That's just mean. I think every so often there's someone in the factory like, you know what? (laughs) Fuck it. (laughs) You're losing your job tomorrow. Everybody hates you. Print it. Yeah, you got to put some bad ones out there. It can't all be good news. No. My favorite favorite thing in Austin, Maggie, you might remember this, but or maybe it was too long ago, but there was a car dealership that also did palm reading and and there was like, so it was obviously like, uh, my wife and I work, I sell cars and she does palm readings or whatever. So there was like a neon sign of a hand and like, come in and learn about your future. So it was a perfect situation to be like, Ooh, I see a, you know, a 98 Chevy Beretta in your future or whatever. <laughs> like, I wondered if they somehow lured people into, I see, uh, you're going to have a income monthly income raise. <laughs> Which would be perfect. I always thought, I always kind they of... They absolutely did. Yeah. They'd be yeah, like, oh, no did I see your current car in an accident with you in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you need to trade it in. That, yeah. There's no way they weren't doing that. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. That's quite a combination. I like, that's like the uh, KFC Taco Bell, but gone completely awry. Of like, you know what would be good together? Uh, selling cars and doing palm readings or just like disagree, disagree, doesn't fit. Yeah, and there, yeah, it's, uh, there's so many things I used to make fun of there. There was also a, do you remember Dreamers, Maggie? I do remember Dreamers. There was, so that was not a, there weren't dancing, dancing girls there, right? You know, I don't think I ever went in and I thought it was one thing and it was wow. Yeah, I think different. it's a store. 
but it said it literally was open late at night and it said lingerie modeling. Like you're going to go. I don't, I, there's no way it wasn't like a legal sex worker place. There right? had to have been a thing in the back. Texas is amazing. Yeah. And then there'd be churches no. surrounding it. It was, it's so funny how all that was. I don't know. I kind of miss that about Texas. The sex work? Texas is open for business. <laughs> Texas is about their money. Yeah, They're like, yeah. Sell that ass if it's going to make money. (laughs) We all want our cut. (laughs) Yes, strike the oil, bring your money, take it down to Dreamers, buy some lingerie. I literally would see that sign, though, and I'm like, so you bring lingerie in there to, like, maybe it's supposed to be a surprise? And you want to have it modeled first? Like, I didn't understand. <laughs> you're, you, what if you're the one that has to yeah, model lingerie I, It for won't be a else. surprise if I ask my wife her size. Do you have anyone <laughs> here that could try this on? She's about her size. <laughs> oh, it's going to work. It's going to work. Okay, box it up. Box it up. Thank you That's for modeling all. that for me. What a great service. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, with a mannequin, you can't see someone like sashay around and walk around the room. So this is very helpful. <laughs> you know, that happened. Uh, we were, uh, there's a bar in my hometown, literally across the street from Johnny Garlic's. I'm not kidding at all. Um, it's in the I'll strip mall across the street. i that name. And it's a, the bar's called The Aquarium. And we were in there, it's been there forever. And me and my sister and Adrian, my sister's friend Adrian, um, were, we were all in there for like happy hour. And I can't, I was home for, it may have been a holiday. Uh, like I was home for Christmas or whatever. And we were like, hey, let's all go drink in the afternoon tomorrow at The Aquarium. So we're sitting in there and, uh, it, it, it like five o'clock struck and all of a sudden all these gr- young girls showed up who were wearing lingerie but like the sun was still kind of coming through the like bud light sign in the window so it was like and this like this bar is like you know old burgundy carpet like it's not a nice place you know or it, it might be now but this was in the 90s and all, these girls suddenly start like they, they become the cocktail wait- waitresses, but they're wearing like negligees and stuff. And it was really odd. And it, uh, clearly it was for, it's like, it was like for a world where <laughs> that thinks that only old men go to bars. Right. Where we were, the three of us were just sitting there like, hey, what's up? Like, <laughs> it's like, and they're like, do you want anything? And it's like, I'm literally sitting at the bar. Like, I don't need you to get me a drink. <laughs> I'm closer <laughs> than you are to the tap. That's... Like, what is this? <laughs> and it was, they basically hired, like, it was like lingerie modeling cocktail waitressing yeah. for the happy hour crowd. It was so weird. Th- I've always thought Hooters was weird, too. Like, what a weird a, a setup for every employee to be mistreated. There's yes. also, there was a place in Austin that gave haircuts to men, and it was topless. Like, topless women <laughs> cutting hair. What? I'm not kidding. I am not waiting. Anyone that knows me from Austin, that was a thing. And I always used <laughs> to think, like, what a dangerous thing for the actual, the hairstylist to have, like, I kept yeah. thinking of a s- scissors and nipples and I, I'm <laughs> sorry I even said that. I'm sorry I even said Yeah. Yes. But we all you know nipple shave, that's the dog. elephant in the room. What if the scissors cut off a nipple? That's all I ever thought about. And the, Also, the, you're standing there topless it was and called, then... It was called sexy scissors. It, I know it now. 
I'm not making this up. This goes back. I'm, it's like that bar with skunk asses. This, I'm not making this up. Sexy Scissors was a place. And Sexy it might scissors. still be. Mm. It might still be. I'm, I don't mean to offend anyone that works there cutting hair. With, and maybe they wear b- bikinis. I don't know. As far as I recall, it was totally topless, though. It's... Just the idea of like, you know, when you're sitting in the uh, barber's chair or the, you know, the seat or whatever, and they have to pump the chair up so you're higher and closer to them. Like how absolutely unsexy that would be if you were topless and then pumping that chair up. Like it's not, it's not a super sexy job. Right. Mm -mm. This kind of stuff that people have to do as they're standing back there. Yeah. Also, I'll say this. If I'm topless... That's the whole job. Yeah. I'm not yeah. additionally working. Yeah. I'm not giving you a fade. I'm topless out here doing this. The most I'll do is a little dance and that's yeah. it. But no, that I'm going to be checking to make sure your ears look good. Yeah, yeah. What, what a weird, ridiculous forced multitask. Yeah, it's like, yes. it's enough that this I'm doing the- this women's labor where it's never enough. It's never enough to just be topless. Topless and run some errands for me. Like, fuck off. It also that's the only jobs that you see, like the like the women-centric jobs, those are the only ones that actually double as like a top, like a topless maid or a topless uh, you know, news weather girl. Wait, do you (laughs) there was top wasn't there there sexy was maids in Austin. This is like a yeah, Texas sexy thing. maids. This is- and they're here too. I don't think it's an official business. I think it's more of like an answer to a Craigslist ad, but people do it. Yeah, yeah. but are we just there was a van that used to be parked in Burbank that was topless maids. Yeah. And I remember the the first time I saw it, I just had that like why is it always have to be this way? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, terrifying. Uh, it's yeah. Isn't it bad enough just to be a maid if some dude is home? Yeah. Like, isn't it sexy enough to have somebody yeah. just, like, doing your housework without— Right. Yeah. And it's funny that I'm—the the the experience that's sticking out in my head right now is one time I was at a dentist, and I had my—he was working on my teeth, and it's uncomfortable, so I was gripping the hand rests on the chair. But he was leaning over, and his balls were resting on the back of my hand, like my knuckles, like— <laughs> And he was working, though. He thought that he was just resting his balls on the chair. And it was, I was in the same position. I could not, especially after a minute or so of my hand clearly being in there, I could not move it. Because it then it's me revealing to him that, like, surprise, I've had my hand under there this whole time. Hold on. I'm cupping. There's no way that was a mistake. There's no way. First of all, do you, and you can tell us, do you need to rest your balls during the day? He was, Is that that's a my thing? question. No, it, it wasn't like, a, oh man, these old balls are tired. <laughs> Just out of necessity to reach the back of my mouth, you know, he, his, his he didn't have tired, weary balls. <laughs> they just happened to, that's where they rested. And he, to him, it was like, no big deal. It's part of the chair. But no, I knew it was my hand. And that's He knew it was your hand too, is what I'm saying. He knew. I don't know. You think? He was an older guy. He was pretty straight up dentist guy. Uh, My experience with him through child, you know, he'd been my dentist for many years. Okay. I don't think that it was a situation like that. And this wasn't in Texas where it's probably a themed 
dentistry. <laughs> I, I don't trust dentists, though, like that. Yeah, yeah. Because there's always some story that comes yeah. out about like, oh, I got anesthesia for, right. you know, a filling, and then I woke up and it was filled with some other shit. Yeah. Yep. I always yes. just, or I just think of, uh, you know, Steve Martin from uh, Little Shop of Horrors, and, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. high on laughing gas, probably doing God knows what. And we're all just no. laughing, and it's a musical. My, <laughs> my friend Alicia one time got laughing gas at the dentist, um, and her dentist like was young and cute. And she, she said she started like she felt super high; she didn't feel any pain. Then she started stroking his arm as he was working. Oh, on that's her so, she's like now I can't go back to that dentist. That's so. <laughs> Funny, because she was, what is laughing gas? I thought it was a made-up thing. Do you actually Nit laugh? Nitrous oxide. No, it just makes you not be in pain while they drill oh. on you. I've never, I've actually never that had That dentist it. is probably used to so much. Yeah. Maybe that's why my dentist didn't say anything when I was consciously backhanding his tired, <laughs> tired. I'm sorry I keep saying balls. You know, I'm like a, a boy, and so I think it's funny, you know. It Sorry, I keep bringing up balls. <laughs> the idea of resting your balls, like yeah. you have to take time out during the day. I Maybe do. he missed his lunch yeah, that day. Yeah, it's like so a 2 p.m. <laughs> ball siesta. <laughs> just imagine him like, woo! Uh, it's five o'clock somewhere. Let me take a load off. Ugh, filled so many cavities, my balls are exhausted. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> this job. Yeah. He has to wear a jock strap most of the time, but... <laughs> Not that day. Not not with Chris's help. See, you, people don't talk about how weary your balls get when you're dentisting. See, you're both sweet because you're just backing me up now. You're like, hey, you, you're not the only one that can riff about balls. Thank you, thank you both. I know that we was, support you. Thank you, like a job. We all can. Thank you. That'd be interesting if it was like a bottomless dentist. You know, if they switched it up a little bit, it wasn't just the ladies and their work, but it's like, hey, if you, hey, ladies, if you want a little Chippendales action and get, you know, a root canal, go to this bottomless dentist. <laughs> Everything's bottomless. They all look like Porky Pig, just a top and no bottom. It's just getting your teeth cleaned by someone whose dick is out. Yeah. Just with the dick out. Yeah. No matter. You gotta be talking about flossing. You yep. could be next to a penis. Yeah. You could be the most attractive uh, man ever, and that's never a good look. Like, you could be, you could, yeah, just shirt on and then nothing, because it just makes you think of little kids going to the bat, you know, pulling their pants all the way down. It's not a good look. No, no, it doesn't work the no, other way. Doesn't. Did you guys see Pam and Tommy? No, I've been no. not supporting it. Uh, <laughs> you're intentionally not supporting? I don't. Are you anti? Well, yeah, just because, uh, well, I what I was reading is that she, they talked about a lot of stuff that didn't have her approval, Pamela yeah. Anderson's approval. And the, so it was like, I don't know, they're just, she's just going through the same. Trauma. I don't, what I read is that it was traumatic for her, much like the whole sex tape thing. Something else. She. Well, I think everyone thought, oh, together they released this sex tape, but I don't think she had any say in that. And then apparently no. wasn't consulted during the thing. But then I keep hearing it's great. So yeah, I'm going to watch it eventually. Well, uh, the the only thing I was going to say about it is just it, there was a real turnabout as fair play moment because there is so much full frontal male nudity oh, really? to the point where Jason Manzukis does the voice of Tommy Lee's dick. 
<laughs> what? And he's he's fighting with his own dick because he wants to marry her. And the dick's like, don't do it. We have we're rock stars. We can we can fuck anyone we want. And I was just watching this scene where he's our and I was just like, God, this is really we, this is really advanced like, compared to like most an, of the entertainment. Advanced used puppetry? To where like, Do you actually see it talking? Not like oh, okay. not like a little puppet. Like a little no, mouth on there. No, but it's kind of like sticking out. There, it's just, it's intense male nudity. Unlike, usually if, if there's male nudity, it's like Viggo Mortensen in uh, the that Russian movie where he's like, you know, ha- having a knife fight in the steam bath or whatever. You're like, oop, I saw a little something here and a little something there. It's always a little very, like, something for everyone. At. Yes. <laughs> but this was like a, a bunch of something for everyone. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm I'm glad that it was gratuitous and I'm glad that it was not artistic. I'm glad that it was just out. <laughs> yeah. You know, like a, like 80s horror films did for titties. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm glad there. that they're doing that back for them. So Yeah. Equality in 2022. Finally. Finally mm-hmm. we've made it. <laughs> <laughs> we see dicks on Hulu. We are equal. Here we are. This is it. That's all we need. Everyone can rest <laughs> and relax now. Thank God. Um, what else? Maggie, anything else you want to talk about that's been going on? Anything exciting? Anything you need to report? Yeah. Uh, let's see. What do I need to report? Um, let's see. I've been spending a lot of time in Orange County. It's uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I'm curious. I've spent some time what there. Doing? I've, what I have opinions doing there? about it. What are you doing Chilling, down there? Chilling, seeing what they're doing. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm seeing a guy who lives in Orange County, so I'll go hang out with him there, and then he'll come over and hang out yeah. with me over here. But it's uh That's what brought me down there years ago as a relationship that I so I was spending a lot of time in Newport Beach and it was I do you like I kinda liked it. It feels like I do. you're you know, you're in actual surfing uh, you know, Southern California, like in the movies. It seemed so far away before I started going back and forth a lot. But like it it's like a nice little suburb that kind of looks down on LA. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I like that. I think it's kind of cute and there's <laughs> mountains and stuff and you go hiking. They got they got a whole bunch of Dezos and I love that store, so And and not a single mask. You know, that's nice. It's like it's <laughs> like you're on really another do- planet. <laughs> or a few months ago, I went down there. I'm like, oh my god, I'm 30 minutes south of where I live, and I. It's like it's uh, 2017. <laughs> I was surprised. I'm yeah. like, y'all have things to live for. Like, yeah, <laughs> put them on. Like, y- yeah, you're yeah, not wearing they a mask. Health insurance, and you pay. So like, yeah, you make yeah, payments on that beautiful car, and you're not willing to wear a mask. <laughs> mm-hmm. A lot of Winnebago's that uh, maybe will go on sale. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be able to find them at the at the Palm Reader used Winnebago lot. <laughs> Coming soon to you. I swear Coming. that was real. That's kind of like that is a long distance relationship technically because of how long a freeway drive like that is yeah. to Orange County. I mean, it can be anywhere from like. 35 minutes to like two hours yeah, if yeah. you go at the wrong time. Yeah. So, well, Nasty. good for you doing that work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Put putting putting in work. the relationship work. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm putting in the leg work in this one. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're walking there? Just kidding. Odometer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
there's a really nice path that takes you from, from Silver Lake all the way down. Look, I want this relationship to be strong and I want my legs to be stronger. So <laughs> walk into the OC every other week. Everybody wins. Stand up. Yeah, you got any plugs? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got some shows coming up. Let's see. Yeah. I always forget, like, what I'm doing. People are like, aren't you doing some <laughs> other... Uh, let's see. Uh, doing Howard Kramer's show tomorrow. The, the one that's outside. outside. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I like that show a lot. It's fun. And if it's too cold... You can do your set in your car and nobody really like hassles you about it. <laughs> I get really nervous to do that show because there have been nights where we're in a dimly lit park and there's like some kids that go there to hang out and not be around their parents or whatever. And they're like, you're playing with switchblades or something. And I'm like, are we really doing stand? I mean, anyone can, it, it keeps you on your toes in a way that, and forget about, being a comic that's picky about a low ceiling or something like me. It's like, you're just outside in public. Yeah. Yeah. Just in, yeah. In the wild. And no mic, No microphone? I think there's a... There is now. I think maybe now. I think there's one now, but there wasn't before. And oddly... And my car died there. Who died? Right across... My car. Oh, God, your car. I thought thought you said (laughs) my girl. Oh, your your friend? (laughs) The rest of this story is going to be very underwhelming <laughs> after that. <laughs> but my car died and there was a dude doing exactly that, like playing with a switchblade across the street in front of my car. And mm-hmm. I'm just standing there calling AAA and they're like, are you in a safe area? And I was like, no. <laughs> Wait, you had a switchblade guy too? Maybe it's just a fan of yes, Kramer's he was show. Like, it was terrifying. Like he was just like pulling stuff off of himself, I just I did not know what was going on. I was just like, look, I'm 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 a I'm a small wide eyed girl from Texas, yeah. and I do not feel safe. And then Paul Danky showed up and was like, oh well, I'll hang out with you and see if I can jump your car. And he couldn't get to his engine, and then like he stayed with me until AAA got yeah, there. Yeah, Paul but- has uh, he's a protector. He's got the he's yeah. got the good instincts. He's, he's got best. dad energy. Yeah, he's, he's got mad guy. dad energy. Yeah, he's yeah. safe because he's a dad. Yeah, I think you're right. Here's to Paul Day. Yeah, really. <laughs> so Howard Kramer's walking show is what's? Do we it's, have a name for that show and a location if people want to go see the, it? The comedy crawl. Comedy crawl. That's right. Yeah, I thought it was called Squat Milk. Squat Milk. I think it or Chaplin. So I think it's Chaplin stage. You're is right. I think is. you're right. He calls it Squat Milk. Originally, when Meltdown shut down. He started doing shows in the alley there. That was the original yes, novelty, yes, yes, yes. and it was it was kind of like an homage to all the all the years. That was such a cool venue for everyone. But then he just started making it a mobile thing. But I think I, even though I get nervous to do it, and a lot of times if I'm not feeling it, I just say no. I don't. I'm scared. I get to where, but it after I do that show, I feel like a stronger performer because it's like you've done. There's the added, you have to like deal with the elements of not being amplified and yeah. and knife play. But I have that, <laughs> I have the same attitude that Maggie does about topless haircutting where I'm like, comedy's hard enough when you have a nice loud mic and you're in a club yeah, and yeah. people are drunk. I Please don't make me go stand on the street and shout like a, you know, like I'm a, 
uh, busker. It depends it's on hard. where. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah. It's too hard. I think, yeah. Don't make me busk to my own jokes. Please, God. <laughs> Currently in process. <laughs> I looked, I just looked it up and you're right. It's the chaplain stage. And also it might be once this gets posted, it might be too late. But the pr- but the important part is that Maggie is going to do it, which I'm means going. credit to Maggie for having done it. Yes, yes. And I'll be there again eventually. Yeah. I'll come back through. Yeah. The beauty of that show is like, even if I'm not on the show and I want to be on the show, like, yeah, I could be on the show. I'm the after show. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you anyone can go your... stand on the street and be on the show. <laughs> yeah. <Just> not... <laughs> Get your own switchblade and be like, guess what? It's my set now. Well, what the what is... <laughs> Y'all ready for your headliner? <laughs> <laughs> and people go, it's kind of cool because like, in the past, I've done it. And he's like, now let's do somebody's set over here. And the entire audience walks with you. It's like this weird perform group performance thing, like a flash mob or something. It's just a lot of elements. but It's cool. But you're right, Karen. Yeah. It stand-up's hard enough when I have a booked spot at the improv. I can eat it there. <laughs> and where, yeah. where every, all the stars are aligned for me to not... <laughs> Mess it up. I can I can I can fuck up stand up no anywhere. Oh, I'm so good at it. So good at it. <laughs> but I love doing it. I also have a an indoor show coming up. Oh, okay. So Ever Maynard has a show on the sixth of April. That's gonna be indoors. Oh nice. And then Randy Felt Face is also going to be indoors in April. A dynasty typewriter, I think. We'll just have oh, is good. it do you have what's your website? People can go there or your Instagram, your Maggie. Social media. Ha-ha. Oh, uh, Maggie May Ha Ha. Maggie May Ha. May is spelled M A Y E. Nice. The E because I'm extra. Are you, doing, <laughs> are you doing Ever Maynard's show at the Elysian? I think so. <laughs> Ever you with Maynard these and plugs, Friends. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's probably, she said, Will you do my show? I was like, Yeah. Yes. I didn't ask any further. <laughs> I was like, What's the date? You're going to love Never even thought about it. The yeah. Elysian. Tag me in the flyer. You're going to love it. You're going to love that venue. It's amazing. It's, yeah. I've never oh, been. Oh, it's so cool. It's, I'm excited. It's exciting. About it. it feels like when you first started stand up and you do one of these black box theaters, it's like it'll bring back old nostalgic comedy vibes. You're, nice. Yeah, it's great. Nice. So check out Maggie May's Instagram and Twitter and her website to see where she's doing stand-up because she's very good at it. She's one of the greats, and, truly. Uh, yeah. Y'all gonna make me blush. <laughs> well, you're the best. And uh, thank you for being on our podcast yes. today. Thanks thank, for having me. Well, thank you for having y'all. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N! A-R! This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Casey O'Brien. Mixed by Ryo Baum. Theme song by Karen Kilgareth. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dynar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Listen, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you. And you're welcome. <laughs>